This is Hi Dad, the show where you get the advice your dad would give you. Because common sense isn't so common. Here's your host, Shane Ball. And God bless you, family. How's everybody? You like that? <laughs> you like that short talking like that? How's it going? You doing all right? Uh, everything is wonderful. Everything's good today. Top of the day to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. At least I will speak in English. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> David. All right. You guys ready? This is your show family. It's a free caller text message to 866-DAD-8033. That's 866-323-8033. Or you can send in an email or an iMessage to questions at com. Now, you have questions. Dad has the answers. So let's dive right on in. All right. Awesome. So Anonymous Beauty sends in a text message and says, Hi, Dad. This is Anonymous Beauty. My boyfriend Anonymous? and I... Anonymous? Anonymous. <laughs> I was trying to say it right. I I'm Anonymous. Hi, Dad. This is Anonymous Beauty. My boyfriend and I have been having some problems. We know that they come from not always allowing God to be the center of our relationship, but he pointed out something to me. He believes that I've become too attached to him, so we're on a fast away from each other. I've realized that I'm attached because during this fast, he is all I think about. Is it so wrong that I want him and his attention? I don't want to put him before God. I just don't really know how to be in a relationship and not be so close to the one I love. I've never really had close relationships growing up with my mom or my dad or anyone, and now that I have a close relationship with my boyfriend, I really value that. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> now, Anonymous Beauty, let me share something with you. You say a fast. That is not discipline. That is actually torture. Okay? That's torture. And that is why you constantly think about him and you want to be around him. So I don't recommend that at all. I will tell you what I do recommend and it will work. I don't say that because I'm just so arrogant and I know everything, but because I'm 46 and I've heard of things like this before. Let me tell you what's really going on. What's going on is you're not disciplined. A lot of people who want to lose weight, they say, well, I'm just going to stop eating. I'm going to go on a three-day fast. Fasting meaning I'm not going to eat anything. Maybe just drink water. You definitely want to drink water whenever you're fasting. But anyway, and then they step on the scale after starving themselves for three days only to find they have lost minimal weight. Wait, I haven't eaten anything in three days and this is all the weight that I've lost? The body works like this. If you starve your body, it's going to keep, it's going to store, it's going to hold on to whatever you have left. If you're starving, Your body says, well, whatever I have now, I'm going to hold on to it so I can survive. And that's exactly what 
you're doing with this relationship. I'm going to fast from him because I'm spending too much time from him, dad. So that's just it. I'm, I'm just, we're just not. And so now your soul, you know what your soul is? Your soul is your intellect, how you think, how, how, how you ponder things, how you figure things out, your intellect, your will, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, and your emotions, how you respond to things. That's your soul. If you're taking notes, you'll definitely want to take these notes. Your soul is your will, your intellect, your emotions. And they're holding on to every single thing you can think about him. Things you can think about him. And, oh, I remember this and I remember that. And maybe he he left his coat over there and you go by and you, oh, it smells just like him. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What is that? You just discipline yourself. Put yourself on a schedule. If you go to the doctor's office, there is a schedule. Class, there is a schedule. Lives should be in or on a schedule. And that's what you need to do. You simply need to schedule time together. Oh, that just seems too business-like. What? Have you ever told somebody, mind your own business? But wasn't it something personal? There is personal business. You need to schedule time. Okay, we need to study. So we're going to block off these two hours for after school to do nothing but study. Then we'll hang for another two hours. So from four to six, nothing but study. And you got to call me and I'll call you if something happens and I really, really, really need a little more time to study. Maybe another hour. Fine. But that's going to cut into our alone time. Listen, we got to get to college. Right. So bump alone time, our time to be together. Bump that. Two hours, four to six. I'm going to study. All right. Six to eight. We'll be together. After eight o'clock, we got to go. Eight o'clock also includes, if it's like this, him driving you home or him leaving the house. Okay. If y'all have 15 minute goodbyes, 745, get up, go to the door, have your little 15 minute goodbye, then he has to go. Eight o'clock, if you needed to look over some more homework or whatever, or get ready for bed, you do that. You need to schedule time. Everybody who's listening, do that. Schedule time. When you put yourself on a schedule, you will see how amazingly unorganized you are. You'll say, I can't even keep this little schedule. Everything keeps coming up. I don't feel like doing it. Unorganized. Absolutely unorganized. Makes no sense. Put yourself on a schedule so you'll know exactly what's going on and stick to it. You have to discipline this flesh, this body, uh, your own emotions. You have to, uh, uh, no. You know how some people say, nope, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. Nope, I'm not going to cry. You have to discipline yourself. That's what you're going to have to do. If you don't do that, then you know I'm looking at you without saying anything. Because I want you to look dead into my eyes. I didn't forget my thoughts whatsoever. You just go be just like that. That's it. Just out there in la la land. Just. 
You don't want to do that. You need to be focused. Your life needs to be filled. You got a lot of stuff to do. Organize that. You see, I told you I didn't lose my thought. Organize it. You just be out there. Just whatever comes, comes. I'm just waiting. If he calls me, I'm waiting on him. He didn't. I thought I was a text. No, it's not. Oh, please. I'm not even going to say get a life. You already have a life. Just organize it. Anonymous beauty. All right. God bless you. You know, when I was at Claflin, we went through an honors Claflin, program. Claflin, what's Claflin? Uh, Claflin University. It's oh, a, Claflin University. It's a school in Orangeburg. <laughs> and I did to you what you yeah, do to I me. Know, I know. <laughs> gotcha. So we went through this kind of training where we had to organize our life. And so we blocked out it's, uh, blocks of time for, mm-hmm. say, I need to study for this time. I'm going to be hanging out this time. You know, this is the time I'm going to be at lunch because, you know, me, I would spend, you know, three or four hours just hanging out in the cafeteria yeah, and it, yeah. that would, that would cut into my study time. Yeah. So you're telling her that she just needs to organize and, you know, I'm not going to spend all of my time with my boyfriend because I need to spend time with God or I need to be doing my homework and things like that. So if she gets that organized, then right. she'll be good to go. She'll be good to go. Yeah. And she's going to feel better about the relationship, much better about the relationship because the time spent is valuable it is very very valuable and you're going to make the most of it because it's a shorter time than normal yeah okay you're going to do great oh my god if you listen and obey you'll do great some good advice thank you so much anonymous beauty for sending in your message Andre sends in an email and says, Hey dad, my name is Andre and I was wondering if you could create a podcast episode on being confident and being comfortable in your own skin. I'm legally blind and sometimes I feel as if I'm beneath everyone else and sometimes my thoughts lead me uh, to feel that way. I know that the brain can't decide on its own which thought is real or not, but sometimes I feel as if my thoughts overpower me. Please help. Thank you, and this is my favorite podcast. I listen to it all the time. Oh, God bless you, Andre. God bless you. Thank you so very much for being a faithful listener and now viewer of our podcast, and I want you to be encouraged. I'm going to pray for you. I I don't know if this is the first time I've ever said it. Probably not, because I love praying for people, but I'm going to pray for you. All right. I really, really am. And uh, for your sight and also for what you're going through. But let me, let me say that sight, we value that, but being a preacher, the Bible does say we walk by faith and not by sight. And it's simply because what you see could literally blind you and listen to what I'm saying. What you see could blind you from the truth. I have, I have this trick that I do. I take a quarter and with this quarter, I, I, I put it up against my chest like this and I make it go into my other hand and like, wait, 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 wait. And I tell people, okay, it's in this hand. All right. It went over to the other hand. Now, it's back in this hand. They're like, whatever. It never went into that. I say, yes. Right here, it's in this hand. It's in another hand. Now, it's back in it. They're like, whatever. I was like, what? It's in that hand. It's okay, show me another hand. And then when I show them, the quarter is there. They're like, what? 
How did you do that? They use sight. They use their sight and they believe it's called an illusion. It's literally called an illusion. You think something is there, but it is not. This is what I'm saying to you. Andre, you are not beneath people because you, you get to use more senses than just sight to verify truth. And I know that makes sense. Excuse me. A lot of people rely on sight. You know, as I told you, I'm going to pray most definitely, but I want to encourage you where you are now. That's where I am. Andre, I want to encourage you where you are now. Don't feel that you are beneath other people because your sight is impaired. Oh my goodness. No, sir. You're legally blind. So that means that you do have a a, a portion of your sight and you can see objects and, and certain things where you don't you, you don't need to be led by someone you can see. It's just certain things you cannot. You, maybe you need a magnifying glass for certain things. But the whole point is, I guarantee, I can, I can tell by, by what you said here, you work hard. And I want you to maintain that work ethic. Now, I also believe that there are times you're discouraged about working hard. Don't even be concerned with that. Whenever something is lacking, something else picks up on that. There are some people who are totally blind and their hearing is absolutely phenomenal. I've seen people who somebody is about to drop something and they catch it. They're blind and they can catch it because they heard the wind. They knew exactly where it was. You say they heard the wind? They heard the wind that's of amazing. the cup. Right, right. Going around the... That's yeah. amazing. Like somebody dropping, they heard the... And they were able to catch because they knew exactly because they're hearing. Never, ever, ever. No one has 100% of anything in their lives. Nobody. I'm a preacher. So I will, quote unquote, not pick on preachers, but I will use preaching or preachers as an example there are some preachers who oh my goodness they they preach so well but even they'll testify i can't sing a lick i really really cannot sing and then there are some preachers oh they can sing and they can preach but you ask them to pray and they fumble over their words you know so nobody and i'm not picking any of the preachers i'm just you know just saying Nobody has 100% of everything. They just do not. Where you may be weak in one area, it's made up somewhere else. Focus on your strengths. Never focus on your weakness. That is the moral of my explaining this to you. Focus only on your strengths. And when you take time to sit down, Andre, And you say, "Hmm, what is my strength or what are my strengths? I know what my weakness is, but what are my strengths? And you focus on that and even strengthen your strengths. It would be remarkable. Now, I do know that when you say here, 
you you really can't decide on which thought is real, but sometimes you feel as if your thoughts overpower you. I'm going to teach you something. You know, this is Bible day, evidently, because I'm I'm using the Bible. The Bible tells us to interview our thoughts before we hire them. When I managed the fast food restaurant, they taught us how to interview people. Certain things you could say, you couldn't ask people, do you have a car? It's against the law. You couldn't ask them. You could say, do you have transportation to get to work? But you couldn't ask them about personal possession. So anyway, you have to interview before hiring. Same with your thoughts. And that's exactly what I want you to do. Interview your thoughts so that you will know. I'm looking up something for you, by the way, so that you will know exactly what to think. Don't think everything that comes to your mind. You cannot, but you have to interview your thoughts. Philippians 4, 8. This is the first time I did scripture on high dad. So y'all get to see this. Okay. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are, listen, we're about to interview our thoughts. Every thought you think has to, it must include every single one of these qualities or Andre and the rest of my children who are listening, you cannot think on it. Has to have every one of these qualities. That's right. Get your pen, your paper, your your iPhone or HTC or whatever, ABCDFG. And I want you to make this note. Philippians 4, 8. This is interviewing every thought before you hire it to think it. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report. Is it virtuous? Is it worthy of praise? It has to have all of those. Think on these things. All right, Andre, here we go. The thought comes to your mind that that you told me about, you know, uh, being confident. Thought comes to your mind saying, You're legally blind, so you'll never have full confidence. All right? Hmm. Is that true? No. You stop it right there. (laughs) I can't think that thought. Another thought comes to your mind. You're legally blind. Is it true? It's true. Is it honest? (laughs) I'm being honest with myself. Is it just? Yeah, it's justified. Is it pure? I mean, it's a pure thought. Is it lovely? No, I don't feel all that lovely. Is it of a good report? No, it's really not a good report the way it was said. You can't think it. You understand? Somebody said, oh, goodness, Dad, I'd be all day long if I had to go through every one of those things. Good. And you're going to train your mind what to think. Train your mind what to think all day long. I'll be thoughts coming out true, un- no, mm-mm. true, honest, just, pure. That wasn't a pure thought, that was a very unpure thought. 
impure. Yeah, I caught it. <laughs> impure thought. Very impure. So I want you to interview your thoughts before you hire them. All right. And you know what's going to happen? Every single thought you have now that you hire and you think will build confidence in you. Not arrogance, but confidence. All right, Andre, you're going to do Great. Thank you so much for writing in. I want to hear how that goes. I want you to do this for three weeks. Not one, not two, but three weeks. Three solid weeks. I want you to pay very close attention to your thoughts and interview them before you hire them. And you know what? You may get tired as oh goodness, I'm tired of interviewing these thoughts. And that is an awesome place to be because I don't feel like hearing no off the wall thoughts anymore because I'm tired of interviewing y'all and good thoughts are easy to just receive and just encourage yourself. David in the Bible. Yes. David who killed Goliath. He had to encourage himself. You would think after killing Goliath, you'd have a million people ready to encourage you. He said in the Bible, I encourage myself, encourage your own self sometimes okay a dad here will encourage you all right god bless you we love you so much andre be blessed thanks so much for sending in your email andre i love that interview your thoughts we'll be doing that from now on awesome nathan sends in an email and says hey for the past few months i have been bullied most of it verbally but some of it physical Today, I decided to take things into my own hands, and I had a massive fight, and I I ended up beating up one of my bullies. The question is, do you think I should have beaten beaten him up? And if not, then next time, how should I deal with it? Bearing in mind, I'm 13, have been bullied both verbally and physically since last summer. 13-year-old saying, bear in mind. Yeah, he did Boy, good, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. You're, you're very... Um, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're evidently... Let me know who your English teacher is. <laughs> from that, you're, you're, you're smart. You're smart. I don't know why you've been bullied. I, I have zero tolerance for bullies. Zero tolerance, including you, Nathan. Me? Yes, because that was a bullying move. That was a very bullying move for you to do that okay you beat up who you call your bully but you became the bully because i guarantee you now you have the feeling like okay yes i did that this that another i mean here you you've been bullied this that another i took things into my own and that's what bullies do they take things into their own hands and just do whatever they want to do. And you did just what you wanted to do. Don't do that. Or else you'll become, and people be like, wow, wow. Nathan beat him up? Oh, my. And then you can begin to feel like, well, no, I can be a bully. You got to be careful. So, okay, Dad, now I know that's wrong. What do I do now? How do I handle the situation Let me ask you this, and this is what I ask almost every kid that fights. How much do you get paid for fighting in school? Because I personally have dealt with millions upon millions of dollars in my lifetime, not of my own money, but places that I've worked. 
and businesses that I've worked with. I have literally had to handle, deal with paperwork, contracts, all kinds of stuff for millions of dollars. So I understand and I know how money works. So how much do you get paid for, as as you put it, handling it, taking things into your own hands? How much did you get paid for beating up that boy? Okay. Send me an email. No, just kidding. How much did you get paid? I didn't get paid. What are you talking about, Doctor? I, I, I did. I didn't get. I didn't get paid. Hmm. So you said, how should you handle it uh, the next time? How should I? How should I deal with it? You know, I tell people all the time: go to the teacher. That's why they're paid. The administrators are paid to handle bullies. The cops are paid to handle the bullies. Go to the teacher. Go to the teacher's supervisor. Go to the assistant principal, the principal, whomever will listen to you to let you know what you need to do and what they're going to do about the situation. If you're here in Orangeburg Consolidated School District 5, Dr. Cynthia Wilson says, Zero tolerance for bullies. No, no tolerance. We don't tolerate that at all. So you have a safety zone. But you know, I am not so detached that I don't realize when you're being bullied, you're scared. You're very scared. You're scared to tell. And being that you're scared to tell, you don't know what to do sometimes. But you have to tell. Don't let them scare you so much that you just won't tell? No, tell. That is what makes... Well, I'll finish my statement. That is what makes people leave you alone. You know, I used to have these people that would come to me with this gossip. I mean, for some reason, they wanted to be the ones to tell me this, this, that, and the other. So, and this was younger, younger, younger. I'm 46 now. This, I think I was teenager or early 20s so i began telling what they said that's right you guessed it <laughs> they stopped gossiping to me because i shane a tell don't don't tell him nothing he'll tell and that's what i wanted them to stop and i'm gonna tell you something else somebody was gossiping and i said well since you know a more about this than I do. Let's pray. And you lead the prayer. Let's pray about the situation. They didn't want to pray. They wanted to gossip. Now, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to handle this situation similarly. You really are. Because whenever you try to take matters in your own hands and do whatever you want to do, you're going to mess up and then you'll be the one in trouble, especially if you the one beat the other person up. Now it looks like you are the actual bully. Who's going to believe that person was bullying you when you beat them up? You know, so you're going to have to say, all right, I'm going to go to the teacher. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Keep your hands clean. That is how you deal with the situation. Okay, and buddy up with somebody else who you see that's being bullied and say, you know what? 
We really, really, really need each other. Let's tell. Let's go. Because when you have more than one person going, there's strength in numbers. And then you'll be able to let somebody know. They'll pay attention to it. and They will get it resolved because you're supposed to go to school to learn, not to be burned by some situation. All right. You're going to be great. Tell it. Thank you so much. God bless. Thanks, Nathan, for sending in your message. Winter sends in an email and says, never in my life have I been to a party. I've never been invited to one because I don't really have any friends like that. I'm just not a socialite at all, and I'm very much an introverted person. And I've declined opportunities to go in the past because I was too scared, and I knew I'd just end up sitting off in a corner somewhere and not enjoying myself because I'm simply not good with people. I have also never been drunk or high on drugs like ever, never. Does this make me a loser because I'm the only person my age? Sad face. <laughs> now, Winter, what? You are the model son. Or daughter. Or daughter. <laughs> model, model child. Yeah, you're the model child for the American family or any family for that. For that matter, you do not measure yourself because of what somebody else does. Never, ever, ever, ever. Unless they are a mentor and and they've achieved something that you would like to achieve. So that's your mentor and they're helping you out. But peer pressure? Come on. Why did a monkey fall out the tree? It was dead. Why did the second monkey fall out the tree? Monkey see, monkey do. Why did the third monkey fall out the tree? Peer pressure. Yeah, peer pressure. First one fell. I don't know why. Second one just did it. Monkey see, monkey do. So I guess I'll fall out the tree. Ah, what is that? Don't fall out of the tree. Stay in the tree. That second monkey. Now, the first monkey, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss him. Something happened. Maybe a heart attack or whatever. He died. Second monkey, why are you going to fall just because first one? I'm stay in the tree, okay? Winter, do what makes you feel comfortable, please. Cool? It doesn't make you cool because you're smoking, you're high, this, that, another. People make you think that it's cool. You're messing up your body. You're messing up your mind. You're just messing, you're messing up your respect. People don't even respect you. That's not respect. When when you have a group of kids respecting each other, what is that? None of them can give the other one a job. None of them is going have enough money to do anything. Not one has anything that they can do to make your life oh so much better. Please, you do what you know you're supposed to do. And it sounds like you've been doing that. Leave these other people alone. You haven't been invited to parties. Fine. If they say, you know, I don't want to. I mean, that's weird. If weird is you out of jail. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) As David said, weird keeps you out of jail. Stay weird. You're not weird. You know, when somebody studies and they're doing the right thing, this, that, and the other, 
to some people, that is weird. Because to them, they don't care about school. You know, they do what they want to do. Do just enough to stay in school so they can have a social life inside the halls. Oh, please. No, you're doing great, Winter. Continue doing what you're doing. Have your own party with your own self. If you don't have any friends whatsoever, absolutely fine. Just encourage yourself again. Encourage yourself. Do what you want to do that makes you happy. Those other, you know what? If you start doing other stuff, you wouldn't be happy. You would not. Because number one, they're going to make you do what they don't even want to do just to just to mess with your mind. Number two, if you start doing that stuff and it's really not you, you're going to mess up some very, very close family relationships that you have. Number three, your grades are going to fall. And because you're not used to this, you're not going to handle that stuff. Well, leave it alone. Just leave it alone because you know what's best for you. All right. Do this, what you're doing, and keep doing it well. Please, introverted person, absolutely fine. You're going to, if you're a boy, you're going to find this girl. If you're a girl, you're going to find this boy that's going to bring all the verts out. It won't be intro. It will bring you out into your own your own public life. It will. But it will be at your pace and it will be at the extent you would like for yourself to be made known. And that's going to be so beautiful. Just wait. There's no rush. There's no rush for you to just get I gotta get I gotta get or I gotta get to a party. I gotta smoke some weed. I gotta do something. No, you don't. Chill. What's the rush? I mean, I'm not saying later on do it. <laughs> later on go to parties. Later on do <laughs> drugs. No, no, no. The rush about you getting out there and just meeting people little by little. Okay? You'll be fine. All right? I promise. Keep doing what you're doing and succeed. And you're going to help people. You're really going to help people because if you're an introvert, most times you sit back and you observe and you see more than what other people see because they're just all in it doing it. You can see more because you are not only watching them, but you're watching how people are watching them. And you're going to do great, very great. Keep yourself where you are. All right. And I promise you at the right time, you'll meet the right friend or friends because you don't have to have a lot of friends. People have a lot of friends bad friend all the time make certain you do your best that's what's important do your best focus on school get to college get your doctorate let's do big things all right winter god bless thanks so much winter for sending in your email thank you Every week, we take five of your questions, and Dad answers them off the cuff, off the script, and uh, does a great job at it. We're down to our last question. Can you believe it? Mm. I can believe it, because it's it's been a great episode so far. Jonathan sends in an email and says, Hey, Dad, how soon can you ask someone to hang out? I have always had a problem with this, because you don't want to ask them too soon, and you also don't want to ask them too late. I'm talking about males and females. 
I make friends easily, but I don't want to seem like I don't have any friends and that I'm desperate. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You always read it like it's something else. Like you oh, just, <laughs> you, yeah. You're the type of person that drive know. up to a car and, and you got your foot on the gas and as soon as you get to <laughs> I don't drive like that. No, not really. Like but in terms of this, I'm like, you know, I don't read these before you all send them. You know, they're, they're, they're over here like after. I look at them after he reads it. And so, you know, I just never know. But um, now, back to hi, Dad. <laughs> Why, Jonathan, are you thinking? Why are you thinking what you think other people are thinking be yourself Jonathan if you want if you just met somebody and y'all just hit it off you know it's a new kid in school and you're like uh you know my name is Roberto what's up Roberto man where you from and and y'all just hit it off and you talk the whole lunch period and you're like you know what I'm I'm going out tonight you know me and a couple of my buddies you're welcome to go or even if you just say, you know what, man, you know, I like you. Um, Want to hang out sometime? I would it's think the, he was really friendly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, if if he says, well, no, you never know what's going on back home. All right. Some people don't want to hang out. And, and, and immediately you could say, oh, he thinks I don't have any friends. So. He's like, no, I don't want to become your only friend. Everybody else look at me. Oh, you finally got a friend. What is that? Don't think what people, excuse me, what you think people are thinking. However you are, be that way. If you want to invite somebody, you like hanging out with people, just ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. Now, when you say that I had a problem with this, that right there says to me, that within your own self, there are some insecurities. And I don't want you to be insecure about being nice. That is very nice. Jonathan, you have to realize that a lot of people don't care about other people. They don't. I don't get asked that. I don't. People don't just come up to me and say, Dr. Wall, let's hang out. I have sons and daughters. Some call me dad. Some call me pastor or whatever they call me. You know, let's hang out. I don't get that a lot at all. But if somebody did, I'd be like, oh, wow. You know, it would be great. Okay, cool. And then sometimes I'm just tired. No, but I appreciate it, though. I don't expect them to think, oh, wow, is this something I did wrong or something? I'm just tired. It has nothing to do with you. So, Jonathan, Jonathan, stop thinking what you think other people might be thinking. It doesn't hurt to ask. Oh, I I would ask. You want to hang out? No, I don't want to give my thoughts time to wander. So I ask, oh, so you don't think I'm nice or something? Oh, no, it's not that. It's just a so-and-so, so-and-so. If you have such a problem with that, ask don't begin to think or begin to feel based on something that's false because you'll be up half the night worrying. Well, maybe I'm just too much of an extrovert. You know, maybe I'm just too. Fr-. 
Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. I have an example. When, when someone at, in I don't know, middle time. school or high school, when someone asked me if I wanted to hang out that day, um, and I, I'd usually almost always say no, because mm-hmm. I know that my parents, they hate last minute <laughs> stuff. And so uh-huh. I just say, you know, no, sorry, I couldn't, I can't hang out. And right. it was always, you know, spur of the moment, you know, let's go here after school. Let's go there after school. And for some reason, my parents were all like, I don't want you going anywhere last minute. I have to talk to their parents. Right. I have to, and it was just a whole, it was just a lot before I could go and hang out. And so for me, I was like, I, I don't feel like going through all that. So I'm just not going to hang out. Exactly. If you're planning a party or something next week, you know, we can, right. we can do something, but you right. know, not now. So exactly. So you get that, Jonathan, make sure that you don't keep your mind filled. And everybody, I want everybody to hear this. Okay. Don't, keep your mind filled with a bunch of negative stuff. I talked earlier, I talked earlier about interviewing your thoughts, but to stop all of that, just simply ask them, oh, why don't you want to hang, man? You make me feel bad. No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. It's just my parents, you just got to, I just got to love them because they're just very, hanging out? Well, Jonathan, your parents may be easy going that way, but other parents, People's parents are like, no, no, no. I don't know them. They could, you could be bringing drugs into my house. They could plant something on you without you knowing. They could steal your keys, break into our house. No, I need to know who this is. People are different than your family. Everybody needs to know that. Everybody's family is not the same. You don't know what people go through when they get home. You really don't. You really, really don't know. Some sad situations out there, but keep yourself free from worry and from being so aggravated or agitated with thinking thoughts that could be the furthest from the truth. You heard me and I want all of you to hear me. It's okay to ask questions and it's okay to say, oh, I feel some type of way. I mean, what, you don't like me or did I come off too strong? I just want to be a friend, you know. No, 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 it's not that. And then they explain, to, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, no need for your thoughts late. But you know how the, how the devil is. The one, the devil's one just come and say, he just said that. That ain't the truth. He ain't want to hang with you. No, I believe him. Why should I doubt him? I already said what I thought. And they're like, no, this, that, another. It's not this world is not about you anyway, Jonathan, and everybody else who's out there. It's not about you. If somebody refuses something that you offer, it's okay. They have the freedom to refuse. I offer people say, no, it's okay. If I'm hurt, I have to deal with that. My own self, my own self It has nothing to do with them. They're still doing their thing. Absolutely fine. After a while, Maybe they will want to hang out or something. If not, it's fine. Live your life. Somebody else will want to hang out and you'll have a wonderful, wonderful time. And then they'll try to sneak back in. Hey, y'all hanging out again anytime soon. But it's all good. All right. I pray that really helped you, Jonathan. Go out there. Still be friendly. I love your attitude, man. Keep it going, son. All right. God bless you. 
Thanks so much, Jonathan, for sending in your email. Listen, I encourage everyone to write or to call into the Hi Dad show. We read every question that comes our way. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. You can give us a call or shoot your text message toll free to 866-DAD-8033. That's 866-323-8033. Or you can send in an email or an iMessage to questions at com. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Hi Dad Show. And you can also follow Dr. Wall on Twitter at Shane underscore Wall or on Facebook by searching for Pastor Shane Wall. And pick up a copy of Dr. Wall's brand new book, Understanding All Success is Attained by It. Get the book, get the understanding, be the success. Now, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so that you can get every single episode of Hi Dad right to your device. Also, Tell your friends about the show and encourage them to send in their questions and concerns. HiDadShow.com is the place where you can find out everything about the show. And as a bonus, we'll be posting answers to the most common questions there as well. We love you, family. My name is David Marshall here with the awesome dad, Dr. Wall. And thanks so much for tuning up, tuning into Hi Dad. Hi, Dad.